a junkie cop trying to run away from his sins, an ex-con making his enemy pay for theirs, and also Army Hammer for some reason. All this week as we review Faster. <laughs> it's not Army Hammer. I mean, it's not Army Hammer, but the dude's basically Army Hammer. Like, that's what Army Hammer's been accused of. <laughs> well, I guess that's true. Like a rich white psychopath? I mean, that's Army <laughs> Hammer, but it's shorthand for Army Arnold Hammer. <laughs> he, ne- he never eats anyone in the movie, though. Yeah, he doesn't go quite as far. It's weird that Army Hammer goes farther than the assassin in this film. Okay, <laughs> welcome to The Bomb Squad, where we appreciate the underappreciated. And this week, we are 100%... On task because we are reviewing Faster, the Dwayne Johnson film, which was both a critical and financial bomb, and it really shouldn't have been. So, Josh, why don't you? Oh, wait, this movie was from 2010. It stars Dwayne The Rock Johnson, although I think he's just Dwayne Johnson in this. It was directed by George Tillman, um, and it also stars Billy Bob Thornton and Tom Berenger, but not really. And uh, the guy from The Invisible Man, whose name I don't you forgot. forgot. Uh, you forgot Moon Bloodgood. Yeah, it starts Moon Bloodgood. She's back from uh, Street Fighter, Legend of Chung Li. Oh, man, I got that title that? right. <laughs> yeah, she's the cop who's always hanging around Chris Klein. Oh, yeah, Chris Klein. Uh, um, but anyway, Josh, explain to us the plot of Faster. Uh, so The Rock is sent to prison for robbing a bank, but he wants to get out to take revenge on the other crew who stole the money and killed his brother and tried to kill him. It's like a, it's your classic revenge film. It's kind of set up, to be honest. It's good. That's right. And also, they shot him in the head and he has a metal plate in his brain. That does Um, come into play in a way I did not remember. Yeah, also, it's one of the first times where someone having a metal plate in their head isn't just, like, some weird uh, backstory that's never used. Uh, Okay, so let's get into... Let's start off with the bad of this movie. (laughs) So, Faster, it's the story of three different people. It's Dwayne DeRock Johnson, who plays Driver, because nobody has a name. He plays Driver, who's out for revenge. And then Billy Bob Thornton plays Cop, who's out for... Or who's, like, investigating Driver's murders. And then we have Oliver Jackson Cohen, who's the Invisible Man. And he plays the killer, who's been hired yeah. to kill Dwayne The Rock Johnson. And also, okay, let me just explain his character. He's a millionaire. Yeah, ex- explain, explain every facet of his character. He's, he's a millionaire uh, assassin who's mastered yoga. And he only he only does hits because they give him excitement, and he only charges people one dollar. For <laughs> okay, <laughs> let me just say the movie Faster. It's like this gritty, like seventies throwback film where The Rock is like try is like hard driven to take revenge, and literally nothing can stop him. And like everything's gritty and kind of gross, you know. Like Billy Bob Thornton's like he's a junkie and he's like addicted and. His, the girl he loves is like at one point she overdoses. But also then every once in a while we cut to this cartoonish <laughs> serial killing hitman. Yeah, it's 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 weird too because there's not even like it doesn't 
not just stylistically it doesn't fit because yeah like like you're saying it's like a grindhouse movie other than the fact that there's this hitman who lives in a mansion and drives like million dollar sports cars and it's talking to a therapist and taking pills and wants to propose to his girlfriend but isn't sure if he's ready like not only does it feel like it's from a different movie but he doesn't affect the plot in any way like he he shows up to almost be a nuisance twice but then like the rock just gets away and he like if if he had been completely cut out the movie would be 100% the same that's what's strange about it it would be better honestly and also <laughs> yeah. not only does he never affect the rock but the rock like walks through him each time like every time he attacks <laughs> the rock like puts a stop to his attack and then just leaves him alone cuz the rock he's out for revenge but he doesn't want to kill any innocent people so like even though this guy's shooting at him since he has no beef with him, he just lets him live. Like, he'll stop yeah, they're, they're, the attack, but he won't. Which we'll talk about later. There's, like, a funny scene, yeah, where the guy is shooting at him in a hallway, and the rock just gets angry and turns around and starts shooting back, and the guy just runs. And it's like, this should be the reverse, because <laughs> we're we're not scared for this hitman who's trying to foil the hero. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we're not scared just... for the rock because he's beating the shit out of this guy. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and also, like, because Maggie Grace plays his wife or his girlfriend and then they get married. There's a lot going on with this guy. <laughs> uh, and, like, yeah, it just, like, she's wasted. She's just there to look attractive, which is okay i guess but also but, like but why? that's the strange thing is that they don't they spend he's not in the movie a lot the hitman but he's in it enough to where they show his personal life more than almost anyone else to the point where it is distracting we're like this is going somewhere and then it doesn't and you're like okay yeah th- he, thanks he has no connection billy bob has a connection we'll talk about in a bit but he has no connection to any of the characters other than just being hired. And so, yeah, it just feels out of place. It doesn't fit the tone. It Like, there's one thing he does that... All he does, really, is to reinforce that The Rock is on a, ven- like, is on a quest for vengeance. Because numerous times he, like, tries to get The Rock to engage and The Rock doesn't. And then at the end, he has a gun on The Rock... And he's going to kill him. And The Rock's like, I don't care. You can kill me if you want. It's like, yeah, The Rock. So it's just like, oh, yeah, look, this guy is so driven by hate that now that it's over, he literally, like, doesn't care if he dies or lives. And it's like, yeah, that's that's a cool thing to learn about The Rock's character. But we don't need this other character to do it. We could have had anyone else. <laughs> yeah, it's there. And there's so many connections to where The Rock is, like, hunting down his targets where it's like he could have fought more of them and it would have had more of an impact than him just kind of scuffling with this random guy a couple times, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like that really, um, it really brings down the whole movie. I mean, the movie, it's not enough to. Yeah. Take that out of it. And it's a, it's a solid movie. Um, like almost in every other aspect. I mean, it's, it's extremely like kind of grindhouse but like to its but a good to its advantage yeah yeah um yeah it is yeah I, I just don't know what his point was or why they added him <laughs> or or like it's like yeah he doesn't do anything okay so 
the movie itself, let's move past the bad parts and talk about the good parts. The movie itself is like one of the best stories about revenge because it's one of the movies and I think I feel like I really love revenge stories and I feel like we're going to talk a lot about them. Um, but it's one of the movies where it doesn't like I hate revenge stories where you don't see the toll that taking revenge takes on someone, you know? And yeah. This movie does not shy away. It's almost like 100% about the because the Rock's character is he's like completely driven. Ha, huh, his name he's driven faster, I guess. Um He's completely driven for revenge because his brother died. But, like, to the point where it's, like, detrimental and he even knows it's detrimental. Like, he fights this one of the guys in the bar. And then, like, he finds out that the guy survived the night. So he, like, turns his car around just to shoot him in the hospital <laughs> to make sure he's the, dead. It's such a good, yeah. The, the idea of bursting into the ICU to shoot someone during surgery is so good. Yeah, and like the idea, like Josh called him a, the good guy, but he is a hundred percent not the good guy in this film. He's more of an anti-hero, if not the villain of the piece. Like he is not a good character, like a good. Yeah, person although the, there is, I mean, he has a good reason, and they do show obviously, like the whole thing is about like the emptiness of revenge, and they even kind of make it a point to show that everyone who screwed him over to like to take this money none are even living good lives you know like the money ran out long ago and they're all working like shitty jobs and stuff like that so it almost kind of just shows like oh even their act of doing this to him was completely pointless for them too like none of them really like benefited from it you know what i mean yeah well and they i mean they're not all living shitty lives two of them aren't and it starts to like the first two people that he kills is uh they're just like well, the first one none he of the, kills... None him, of them have great lives, from what you could see. Yeah. But, like, the first person he kills, he just walks into a telemarketing place and shoots the guy in the head. And then the second guy he kills, like, the old man who's, like, a pervert. And so he kills <laughs> that guy. And those both of those guys, it's like, okay, they were still doing bad things. I guess telemarketing isn't that bad. Yeah, the, the idea that you'd rip someone off for, like, money and then... Like you would, so, you would, you would murder someone for money, and then you're still working at a telemarketing center. Is more depressing to me than like going to prison. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> yeah. And then the other guy's like a pervert, so he deserves to die. But then the third guy is a. Uh, he's like a bouncer a at bouncer. like a bar or a strip club. Yeah, but he has like a kid, and he's obviously like trying to fix his life because when like Dwayne the Rock Johnson kills him. He's like, tell my son, I'm sorry. And so, like, there's obviously repercussions. And he, he even tell like, because they have a cool standoff where they're about to fight. And he tells, uh, there's, like, a bathroom attendant. And he tells the bathroom attendant, like, hey, we're about to fight to the death. But whoever gets out of this, just leave them be. Like, you didn't see anything. And it's kind of <laughs> like, it's this weird thing where it's like, he understands, un unlike the other two before him, that reckoning is coming and so he's he's almost at peace with it yeah no and, and there is that aspect to it of like like this guy is like meeting him on his terms um that actually that does bring up something that i do find funny that uh the whole time 
Like, the rock never stops. Like, the second he leaves prison, he literally just jogs to where the car is waiting for him. And then it's just him driving from one hit to the next after that, you know, with with no break. Um, But uh, in that one scene, the the bouncer's like, you didn't see anything, even if he walks out of here. And it's kind of like... I mean, The Rock's huge. Everyone's going to notice him <laughs> everywhere he goes. <laughs> like yeah, and he's especially huge in this movie. Also, I don't like, know why he keeps getting away with walking into hospitals when people should be like, hey, isn't that the fugitive on a is, manhunt right now? Is that the fugitive or is that another eight-foot-tall <laughs> monster of a man with a is giant... Is that action figure that came to life yeah. or a different person? <laughs> also, like... <laughs> And to, to kind of talk about the grindhouse, I feel like it's less, well, I guess the 70s. It's more like a, a retrospect to, like, point blank, like those kind of action films from the 70s. But, like, at the beginning, like, it sets you up perfectly for the tone because it's like he goes to meet the Warren, who's played by Tom Berenger for some reason. And Tom Berenger, he literally has the lines like, you never started any fights, but you didn't run away from them either. It's like you were driven for something. And then, like, he gets out of the prison and he literally just starts jogging. It's like, oh, man, is this guy driven or something? Because I feel like they haven't because, given us enough context guy, clues. The guy even gives, the warden even gives him a card to be like, here's a way to, like, like a rehabilitation thing. And he just flicks it away before he starts yeah. jogging, you know? It's like, <laughs> oh, he rejects the idea of not getting revenge. And it's it's very blatant, but I enjoy it. Like, Yeah, I it's... think, I mean, it's the tone. Like, again, none of these guys are given names, really. I mean, you eventually learn their names, but they're, they go by driver and faster I mean, driver and fast, driver and cop and shooter. So, like, it is, it is very like a man with no name type of film, and I think that's good until like you see a guy who says he's conquered yoga. <laughs> yeah. The 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 serial killer or the shooter says that he's like doing yoga at the beginning. He's like, I conquered yoga, and then Maggie Grace is like, you can't conquer yoga. And he's like, but I, but, and he also conquered therapy. And it's like, none of those things work. (laughs) And then Maggie Grace is like, that doesn't make sense. And then the movie just keeps going. But it's like, no, you can't point out how dumb your character is. (laughs) By giving him dumb things to say. It's such a bizarre. Well, and the thing too is if you, if you take him out of it. It it, it basically is just cutting between the rock and Billy Bob Thornton, who's chasing him, who's like this junkie cop who has like a bad failed marriage and like his partner hates him. The partner's played by uh, Carlo Gugino. Another and, wasted uh, person. But it's very, like, it cuts between them, but the tone stays the same of this like, like kind of degradation, like revenge quest, you know, where they're both like kind of lit at like, they have these like shitty lives and he's chasing him and then like the rocks chasing his targets and then just every so often it'll be cut to like oh this hitman's getting married in the desert it's like thanks yeah i'm glad i'm glad you took me out of the the, the two sides of this revenge story to show a third side about <laughs> a hitman's day off <laughs> about what a cool dude this guy is <laughs> yeah it, and it's so weird cuz it'll like go from the rock like at one point the rock kills the bouncer and then the bouncer says like tell my son i'm sorry so he calls his son and he's about to or he tells him like your dad said he's sorry and the son's like what happened is he okay and the rock's like no he's dead 
and then the rock finds out and then the and then the rock like feels guilty this is when he's starting to feel guilty so he calls the son again and then as he's calling him he finds out that the guy's still alive so he turns around and then he goes and kills him and then he calls him, and then the son calls him and he's like are you the guy who killed my dad and he's like yeah and the son says he's gonna kill him and, and the rock says like you have the right to but just know that it's not gonna solve any problems like that's the rock figuring out that um that like revenge isn't gonna work even for him like he's not even getting any yeah like he, he knows it's already done and then yeah. but like yeah so he's he's like so driven that he even knows that it's pointless and then it just cuts to his girl or the shooter's girlfriend and the shooter like in wedding gowns and suits and tuxes shooting cans in the middle of the desert <laughs> It's like, what the fuck are you guys doing? What is this? Yeah, it's, it's so, it's so nothing of, but at the end, someone's like, hey, why do you even do this for a dollar? Like, like the movie itself is like, hey, isn't this dumb as shit that you're here, (laughs) like doing this? The movie constantly points out how dumb the shooter is, and at no point was the director like, wait, I have to keep justifying this character's actions. Maybe I should just cut him the fuck out of it. Well, and... It almost feels, in a way, like the... I don't know if it was, like, a writer-director, but it's almost like they had to do a rock, like, action movie, but they really wanted to do a therapist hitman gets married, but, like, no one would, like, greenlight it, so, like, I'm just gonna put him in this other movie. You know what? Fuck you. Yeah, it does very much feel like, oh, man, we... I I need 30 more pages to fill this plot. (laughs) Let's let me bring in my short film about the coolest assassin ever. My original character, do not steal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I feel bad too because I think that guy actually is a pretty good actor in other things I've seen him. Yeah, he like, does he a good plays job. Like a scumbag, in... well, yeah. But, yeah, he does a good job in The Invisible Man. It's his best performance, I think. Even he's, though he's barely a, in it, he's like a junkie in The Haunting of Hill House. Which one is he? Is he the he's youngest? the junkie. He's the yeah. He's the one who's like the runt kid, and then he oh, grows yeah. up to be huge. Yeah, but he he's a like job. a heroin addict, and it's like, yeah, he does good. Good yeah. job. That show has its problem, but he does good in it. Well, yeah, that show has its problems, but the acting isn't one of them. The acting's all good all around. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's it's like such a weird. It's such a weird shift every time. Um, but yeah, so eventually the Rock, like he's killed everyone else, and he goes to a preacher who's the last person on his list and he's he decides to let the preacher live because after this he's talked to the son he's realized that um, we we should clarify that he's listening to a sermon about the right. emptiness of revenge and you think like oh it's the movie being a little bit trite yeah. and like spelling it out but then it turns out no the preacher knew he was coming for him and it's like <laughs> preaching directly to him like I, that's a plot point i thought that was a good reveal to be like oh no we weren't being that cliche this is actually the teacher the preacher trying to like reach out to him this whole time and the rock yeah. has been listening so it's an interesting it's like an interesting like incorporating it into the plot you know you know it's another another funny thing that i was like oh you made this a plot point um the rock's brother is white just like a very generic white guy and then at a certain point he goes to see his mom who's also white and then it's like oh i cheated on uh your brother's dad that's (laughs) that's that's why you're yeah because the dad (laughs) so you're not 
Yeah, and I mean, that's dead by the time, so it's all just kind of like backstory, but it's like, oh, I like that you wrote it away to have him have a white brother and mother instead of just making them the same race as the rock. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I mean, it was weird, but it, they at least explain it. That's true, yeah. It's also like there's not enough Samoans in TV, guys. Just give them Samoan parents. But they they have him square off against a different Samoan earlier in the film. Yeah, I don't know if The Rock is supposed to be Samoan in this movie. <laughs> I just think it's funny that they have him square off with a different Samoan. And they don't comment on the fact that they're... Because, like, it's Mike Epp and The Rock is going to get information. And Mike Epp is like, oh, I just raised the price. And then he's like, and by the way, don't make me sick this Samoan on you he's crazy he do you know what Samoans do to like become underground fighters and I wanted the rock to be like yeah I'm also Samoan everything about me yeah he's like can't you tell by this giant tattoo that's clearly written like in fucking Mohama or whatever the language is <laughs> but yeah I thought that was funny I don't think it's supposed to be Samoan though I think it's supposed to be black which i think the rock is well they black. they recognize the Samoan guy recognizes his samoan tattoo and like backs off so i i assumed no it's not the samoan tattoo it's a different tattoo that he has on his own oh yeah that's right well i didn't know if that was also supposed to be some i can't i don't I think so. tell um but yeah so he gets the preacher and he's like he's about to kill him but then he he meets like the preacher's family and so he lets the preacher live because the preacher is the only one really who not only feel like because the other guy feels regret the the guy with the kid, but the preacher not only feels regret, but he doesn't fight the rock. Like he understands that he's about to die. Where the the bouncer was like, "Yeah, I feel regret about what we did, but I'm still gonna try to live." Right. Um. But this guy's like, okay, I, like I understand that penance and everything. I'm a preacher, so the rock lets him live, and he like shoots the ground around him. And then the fucking dumbass army hammer guy comes out and he has, that's where he has the rock gun to rights. And he's like, I'm going to kill you. And the rock's like, okay. (laughs) Which again, that's a good scene in that you realize that the rock, he was never a violent person. They just kind of turned him into one. Yeah. Like he, he never even like, like fights back in a lot of senses when he should. Yeah. And it's just like, it's a good scene, except for the fact that that character is pointless. <laughs> right. Well, because immediately after that, that character gets dismissed, too, to just yeah. walk out of the scene and out of the movie. That's where it's revealed that Billy Bob Thornton is the last is the last bad guy. Because the, the guy's like, well, I'm going to shoot you. And The Rock's like, okay. And he's like, oh, you think that you've killed everyone. But actually, there was a secret head of it, of everything. And he's like, oh, shit, what? And he's like, yeah. There was, And then Billy Bob Thornton's like, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> and so he doesn't say it's me like that, but I wish he had. It would have made his character. Because <laughs> it's a me. It's, yeah. It's a me, a Billy Bob. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, he comes in and he's like, all right, Hitman, I guess. He's like, wait, why'd you hire me then if you were going to hunt him down? And then Billy Bob's like... I didn't know if I was up to it, but I am. It's like, okay, so you're even admitting. That's the <laughs> He's man. like, it's my turn. There's no point. reason to be here. He's like, it's my turn to point out your fruitlessness as a character. Um, and then why does he do everything for a dollar? <laughs> Josh? 
just because he, he's so bored with life that it's yeah. for the challenge. It's for the challenge. What a fucking asshole character. Um, so yeah, then he leaves and then Billy Bob shoots shoots uh, the rock in the back of the head. And then he like gets on the phone and he's like, hey, I'm going to call it. Because the rock, I mean, because Billy Bob's like a junkie. But he also has like a Oh man, no, he's he's a junkie with an ex-wife who hates him and a fat baseball son who okay, like sucks at baseball. That's what I wanted to talk about. There was this weird time in like twenty ten where it's like, what's a trope from twenty ten that nobody knows about? It's like junkie cops with fat <laughs> with fat boy kids. <laughs> because that it happens a kind lot. Of sad sons. Yeah, yeah, where like it's it's in faster and it's in true detective or the main one of the main ones I'm thinking about where it's like a fat kid and their dad is like a junkie cop who kind of treats them like shit and I was like why yeah, but is this trying yeah. yeah why is this um, in many, multiple things like imagine okay, not not only not only that though but he's also literally ten days from retirement yeah he also goes it's about time for me to do retirement. <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, I just like to think of it's like, oh yeah, what was your last role? It's like, oh, I played the fat son of Billy Bob Thornton and Faster. It's like, oh, what are you auditioning for? Well, I'm auditioning to play the fat son of Colin Farrell and True Detective. It's like, you know what? This isn't great for my self-esteem, guys. Like, maybe make him yeah. like a nerdy guy. Now, he is just a little bit fat and lame in this. Uh, he's not comically fat and comically pathetic like in True Detective where it's... <laughs> distractingly hilarious he's just yeah. kind of mopey, my favorite but it part is... in true detective is still when colin farrell like yells at his son he's like listen you fat piece of shit because <laughs> <laughs> the son just wants to watch friends yeah, yeah the son is just trying to have a good life and colin farrell won't let him he calls yeah i don't even i think he calls him a fat like gay slur <laughs> He thought yeah, he was gonna it's... pull down his pants in front of the cheerleaders. It's like, what are you doing, writer yeah. of True Detective? That shows a mess at the best of times. Yeah, um, there is a good scene though at the set of this movie because he's taking his son that he was late picking him up, but he's taking him to baseball practice, and then uh, Carlo Gugino calls. It's like, get your ass down here. There's been another murder. He's like, all right, I'll do it. And then he hangs up on her, but pretends he's still talking. He's like, actually, no, I won't do it. I'm going to spend time with my son. And then the son smiles. Yeah, the son's very <laughs> it's happy. Like, it's like a cute moment. And then it just cuts to Billy Bob getting to the crime scene super late. And she's like, yeah, thanks. <laughs> yeah. But I, you know what? I, I kind of like that because you do see Billy Bob Thornton try, but he's still just like a... Yeah, and, and like his his ex wife obviously like hates him too, and she's also a junkie. It's Moon Blood Good, um, and then at the very end of the movie, he's like, "Honey, I think I figured this out, and I think things are gonna be okay." And he's holding a magazine that says like five ways to rekindle the bedroom. He's holding, <laughs> a, ma- like he's holding a magazine that says uh, five things that you can do when you haven't been shot in the head. <laughs> yeah. And then he gets That's shot good. in the head by The Rock. And so he's dying, and The Rock's like, yeah, I got a metal plate in my head. You should know that, because you were there. And then the, Rock, uh, the Billy Bob Thornton says, I'm in a hell of my own making. <laughs> and The Rock says, yeah, and I'm the demon. And he shoots him in the face. <laughs> really he's like, like, I'm the demon who clawed up out of it. Yeah, yeah I like that line. It's so pulpy. Um... <laughs> 
And, okay, so here's a little connection for literally hundreds of people. So the movie ends with a song. Um, hold on, let me find out what the name of the song is. It's, it's The Heavy's Shortchange Hero. I also looked it up because I forgot the name. And originally, The Heavy Shortchange Hero was the final song in a little movie called Last Days. Directed by yours truly, Andrew Hada, when it was still called Last Days and not The Last Ones. And we still had money to buy a song at the end. (laughs) Yeah, that was the weird thing, too. It's because I think you bought the rights to that song. And then, like, two months later, we saw this movie. It was literally (laughs) before it got into festivals that we see the preview to this. And it was so funny to be like, well, fuck you, rock. But he earned it. He earned it more than we did. <laughs> but yeah, I always think I always think that's funny, yeah. and I always forget that they play it, and then I forget that we took it out because of budgetary concerns. Right, because it's like, well, we can't keep paying for the license on this. Yeah. But yeah, okay. So now I kind of want to talk about my last point, which is I think this is The Rock's best movie in terms of his act. It is definitely one of the best. Really? Yeah. Because here's the thing. So for a long time, up until very recently, The Rock was always like cast as this, like a tough guy who had like a no-nonsense guy. But they would never use it right because The Rock, A, is super charming. So why wouldn't you use his charm? And B, like they would never do anything with it. So he just came off as like a boring character. Such as in Doom, or in I forgot about Doom. Uh, like half of his movies that are bad, Walking Tall, and so like he didn't have a lot to play with. But Faster really takes all his like they take the fact that he can like he looks like a giant monster of a man, and they uh and they use it to like tell a story. And The Rock actually has to. Like, play this kind of stone-cold killer. I, I see what you mean. Like, it's one of the few good movies he's in where he's not playing just The Rock. Like, the fun, charming guy. Yeah, because, okay, here's the thing. The Rock's super charming. But, so if he's acting super charming, he's not really acting. And in Faster, and when they put him as, like, this stone-faced, like, tough guy who doesn't have any humor... It's never for a real reason other than the fact that The Rock just looks like a big tough guy. Where Faster puts him as this, like, the big tough, like, he doesn't have a heart guy. But it actually uses that for his character. Where he's, like, so driven to, for revenge that he just has no emotions anymore other than hatred. I do agree, and I will say I think they did a good job. But I can also tell, too, that... Uh during the emotional like flashback scenes he's not quite pulling off the scared kind of wimpy brother you know yeah, so that i will is funny say that, that he's that... supposed to play like the wimpy they should have played him more as an experienced and wimpy cause... yeah and then because those scenes don't work and then later they kind of are like well he he barely talks and he's super stone-faced and i think it works because of how he looks and i do agree but yeah during the few scenes where he has to emote anything but anger you're like oh well, you're getting there, Rock. Because I, I, you know, <laughs> he gets I, there eventually. I think, and then, like, this is a scene I want to talk about. One of the best scenes in the movie is the Rock goes to visit his girlfriend. And 
I mean, obviously, and she's like mad because he made her stop coming around. And she asked why, and he says he didn't want to ruin three lives. And then she asked, like, because he ha she has a kid, and she's like, oh, was that my kid? And then she's like, no, this, this kid's way younger than your kid would have been. And then she says, I had to get rid of him. And so The Rock thinks that she had a, she gave him up for adoption. But no, she had an abortion. And she killed the baby. Because of the fact that The Rock sh shut her off and so she just couldn't handle it. And The Rock like runs out and she's like, and this is like in a, in a more shittier movie, she would have A, kept the kid <laughs> and he would have had something to come back to and B, she should have, he, she would have still been pining after him. But since this movie is about the harsh consequences of crime and revenge, um, she had an abortion and she's like there's nothing for you here anymore and he's like walking out and she she like goes after him and like in, again in a normal movie it'd be the scene where she's like you don't this is just gonna destroy you you don't have to do this but in this one she's like i hope you kill every one of them <laughs> yeah and that's like, a good scene too and josh just said that the rock is doing a bad job of acting but that scene has more emotion in any other scene in the movie, and The Rock isn't, like, he's not crying or anything. It's just the way he plays. Like, it's more, it's kind of like what Ozymandias describes Dr. Manhattan. Where, like, if you've been watching the movie up until that point, even though The Rock appearance doesn't change, you can tell by the way he's moving and, like, the fact that his face has gone from being angry to being, like, dead. That it's completely, like, devastated him that this girl has, like ruined like i feel yeah. like he didn't realize that his son was dead you know yeah like that was like the one little hope he had left like well maybe my son and like her had a good life you know yeah exactly and you just see him being devastated yeah one of my favorite examples of acting is when you act without using like without being over dramatic where you're like not crying or you're not um, like a subtle thing. Yeah, like yeah. the subtlety of like a stone face. One of the best examples is a movie we'll eventually talk about entitled Robocop. Where like, because then you have to use framing and everything to tell the story. And The Rock is so in tuned with his body that he's able to convey the fact that he's devastated without like going over cliched. Because his character wouldn't cry. So he can't cry or show any of the traditional emotions for sadness. So he has to do it while also staying in character as this big stone cold killer. And he does it really so well that you feel so bad and you're kind of like, okay, I understand why this guy wants revenge now. Yeah, no, I think it is. I mean, that's like a good, and it's, it's especially, it's more noticeable in a movie like this. That's so over the top in a lot of aspects like the, you know, the 70s kind of exploitation like look to like the shots and everything that to just have moments like that it's like okay that's like it's like a real movie too and i think that's the thing is that the rock he's a big tough charming guy <laughs> so i feel like a lot of people dismiss the fact that he's a pretty good actor and i think like Faster is the perfect example of what he can do when he's given, like, really meaty things to chew on. And also the fact that, like, it, like it, if, it, if this wasn't written for The Rock, I'd be surprised. Because of how 
like specific it is that it has to be like a big mountain of a guy who also like just kind of loses everything yeah and i almost feel like you're not gonna see it too because he's gotten so successful at just playing that like even in a what is it fast five he's kind of playing a character and then by the next fast movie he's just playing the rock like yeah he's... like fucking Hobbs and shaw he doesn't even have a goatee wait until we discuss that and i yell about it for 45 minutes <laughs> um but yeah and i do think that that's true is that like the rock in like he's i mean i love the fast and furious movies but he has kind of like and i mean it would make sense that as he becomes more familiar with dom and the crew Yes, I am defending the Fast and Furious movies. I don't give a fuck. Uh, as he's become <laughs> Damn, more familiar with, with them, he would kind of lighten up. But, you know, I do kind of hope that The Rock goes back to this movies or Southland Tales, which, again, that's going to be our 100 subscriber spectacular, so subscribe now. <laughs> um, that The Rock, like, I, w- I hope that he takes more challenging roles. He hasn't in a while. Like, and I don't fault him because his movies have been pretty fun. But I hope that he does something that's like so outside the box, like faster Southland Tales, where he gets to play yeah. like a fun, like, I mean, you know, this character is not fun, but it has to be challenging for him in some way, you know, because it's so outside of his normal personality and acting I, range. I, I kind of see him coasting and then eventually going into politics like arnold did later in life <laughs> to be honest but i would love to be proven wrong and have him like start to take like real roles you know yeah yeah i mean it's not that he's not taking real roles all roles are real but especially like when he does like even like jumanji is a bit of a change for him because he has to play like a wimpy kid but you know like i want something for him to do something completely 180 like this again where you know, Jumanji is a different, but it's not challenging in theme. It's just kind of like a fun movie where he's playing a different type of character. But I want to see him play like a dark character that challenges. Yeah, I mean, I, I like like silly stuff like that. Like that's. Yeah. So Dwayne, if you're hearing this, hit me up and I'll put you in so many movies, <laughs> and you'll be playing so many. Different Dwayne, movies. if you're one of our twenty subscribers. Dwayne, if you're number hundred subscriber. <laughs> <laughs> then we'll talk about Southland Tales twice because I can talk about it for hours. Um, we'll talk about the comic series that predates <laughs> the movie and then the movie itself. I'll talk about the comic series that only I've read and I don't even think Darren Aronofsky has read. No, it's not Darren Aronofsky. Who is it? No, it's uh, Richard... Richard... Uh, um, Darko. I don't know his last name. <laughs> Richard Donnie Darko. <laughs> it's R. Darko. Argo. It's, um, yeah, they named the second movie after him. Richard Kelly. Richard Kelly, right, know. yeah. But, yeah. Is it? Is it we pro- I'm probably still wrong. No, it is Richard Kelly. Uh, he has the worst I'm just not going to look it up. Um, um, but, yeah. There, there are two... Oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, there are two funny parts I wanted to highlight that you could you'd probably like just put them wherever, like in the podcast, but I just thought it was funny. Yeah, bro, I don't um, edit the podcast like that. <laughs> I just take well, out the ums. We'll put this in earlier if you're thinking about this. Uh, the heist crew that uh, steals the money from The Rock and his brother and then kills them. is it, It's funny to me because it's 
two tough black yeah, guys, I was gonna th- a, 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 a sleazy, like, redheaded white guy, which you can kind of see being, like, a criminal. He's the telemarketer. And then a geriatric rapist with a camcorder. <laughs> and yeah. it's like, what purpose do you serve? I just want to see oh, Billy Bob, like, putting this together. And he's like, all right. It's like that Rick and Morty scene. He's like, all right. We're going to need a big, tough Samoan guy nobody can beat up. And we're going to need his brother, the wheel man. He's great. Then we're going to need a, a, a crime guy who can break into the safe. And then we're going to need another <laughs> tough guy just in case. And you know what? Throw a rapist in there. <laughs> just I want him to. I, I want him to film our crimes. <laughs> yeah. So in case he's ever caught, we all go down. And I want him to make sure he gets my face on camera because I'm a cop and this will probably come back to bite me in the butt. <laughs> uh, there's that. And then later when... Um, Billy Bob is arguing with Moon Bloodgood, his his ex-wife. Um, she's like, you're back on the shit again. They're having like a normal argument about how he's a terrible person. And then she's like, hey, I'm getting my life together. I'm getting an associate's degree. <laughs> I wanted him to be like, what job are you going to get with that associate's degree that you couldn't get without it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's 2010. The economy's already collapsed. That's That doesn't matter anymore. I also like that uh, that Billy Bob's constantly trying to smoke, <laughs> and they don't let him smoke anywhere, and it's like a constant plot point. Um, yeah, Carl, it, it's like weird, and again, like I do like. There it. is a weird scene at the end that I I do think is a little unearned because um, the kind of conflict between him and Carla Gugino. She's like, "Hey, you're a piece of shit cop," and he's like, "Sorry, I'm about to retire. I don't give a shit." Um, and then at the end, like, a minute before she's supposed to go, like, meet him, like, where the rock is, she gets, like, a printout of information and then realizes that he was the last target. Yeah. And, like, but then chooses, when like, when she finds his dead body to, like, pocket the evidence, like, so it doesn't come out that he's, like, a corrupt cop. And it's, like, I don't know if he earned that from you yeah. i don't think you have a reason to really like him you know what they, i mean they kind of imply because like there's a point where he goes and this is a cool scene once uh, the rock goes to kill the bodyguard in the hospital like billy bob thornton catches up to him and he has like he like shoots at the rock and then he has a gun and he's like hiding behind a column and it's like that classic movie thing where he's like waiting for the rock to stop shooting so he could come out and shoot and Billy Bob comes out to shoot, and The Rock just has the gun pointed at Billy Bob's face. Which yeah, like be, point blank rage. Yeah, which would be terrifying. <laughs> but after that, Carla is like, uh, oh, you, your hunch was right. You sure found him. And like that's supposed to show that she like has respect that he's a real cop. But it's like at the end, she should realize, oh, you didn't find him. You, know who, you knew who this guy was the whole time. Yeah, like, because you, you killed his brother and him, yeah. so, yeah, so it's like, there's no reason she shouldn't still be even more disgusted with Billy Bob to, like, be like, you did your time, you know what I mean? It's, it's a strange kind of scene. They also, apparently, um, the trivia, there was supposed to be a final confrontation between The Rock and The Hitman, I'm like, oh, thank God they cut it. It's a good ending, the idea that he would then immediately find the hitman no at the end they're supposed to meet in the middle and then he like shoots him (laughs) or no he like crashes and he flips him and then the guy comes out and then his wife may or may not be the one who kills him 
but he ends up dead. And then the rock like runs and the police have caught up to him and he's just like driving real fast. And then he realizes he has to drive faster. Faster. Um, there is there is a terrible scene. Uh, I thought of the, the funniest scenes in the whole movie. Says the name of the movie where he's like complaining to his wife. He's like, this guy's just too tough. And uh, she's like, is he as fast as you? And he goes, no, he's faster. Okay, not only does he go, no, he's faster, but the camera does a snap zoom into his face when he says he's faster. <laughs> and you know that they put that in every single like trailer. <laughs> just so they could be like, look, we said it, guys. I just want to put the Leo thing where he's like pointing at the screen. Um, but yeah, it is... And you know what? I don't know if it would have been better or worse for them to have a final confrontation. Because, again, like, the whole movie from Billy Bob to the abortion scene to, um, to like, every scene in this movie is about how you can't really escape your, your past unless you actively try to. Like, the only one who's forgiven is the preacher. And he is forgiven because he's actively trying to do better. But the fucking assassin isn't trying to do better, and he just yeah, gets he, away like, with it. He, he doesn't fit in even thematically because he has no real like stake. And at the end, and in the end, he does just walk away. So yeah, it's that's just what like, I'm okay. saying. Like he doesn't even get so. a comeuppance. So maybe I think that it would have been better if he did get a comeuppance and he dies. But also at the same time, I didn't want to see any more of him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and that's kind of how i feel too where i'm like they didn't really resolve his plot but at the same time i'm glad he's only in like maybe 20 minutes of yeah, this because he's not in it that like, much he's very he's very uh... he's just such a looming presence that you you keep waiting for them to get to the fireworks factory with this guy and it just never happens so. yeah they should have done this thing where like you see the guy and he's like thanks for the dollar and then he's about to leave and then he just gets off screen and it says, Shooter died on his way home. On the way to his <laughs> Back home. Back to planet. his own <laughs> <laughs> Yay! And then Crescent the Cloud just comes out and he's like, He's gone forever! You know what they, we also didn't bring up? Two other really cool facts about the, the, the Shooter is his ringtone is the Lone Ranger theme. Oh my god. And he's a tech billionaire. That's how he's so rich is there's a bunch of like pictures of him on Forbes and stuff. So yeah. again, his completely meaningless, challengeless life is like completely at odds with this movie. <laughs> It'd be like if Elon Musk decided to not hurt as many people and just kill one person at a time. He inflicted his harm to only shooting people, not destroying. He's like a nicer version of Elon Musk. <laughs> hey, Dwayne, don't listen to that Elon Musk stuff. Also, don't tell Elon Musk because he'll call me a pedo. Um, he does he'll that make when he... you drive a Tesla until it explodes. Yeah. He does that to people who give him mild criticism. Um but yeah i do i do want to see that the you know like usually in the bond movies it's like we've rigged a bomb to this car this one it's like no it's just a normal tesla it just <laughs> might burst into flames if you drive it long enough yeah and then it's like oh how do we know that it's elon musk how do we know he's the villain uh because he said he was the villain and he put a meme saying what me and all his fans defended him <laughs> He, he tweeted a, a meme of Rick from Rick and Morty dabbing and saying, <laughs> I did this. So we love him again. Um, 
Also, remember when Elon Musk was on Rick and Morty? God, Rick and Morty. What that that, that was terrible. That was the worst episode of a of an already bad kind of season. Like where you feel secondhand embarrassment from it. Yeah, you're like, oh, I don't. <laughs> Do these guys not get their own joke? I don't understand what's happening. Um, but yeah, okay, <laughs> let me sum up. So, guys, that was faster. It's one of Dwayne The Rock Johnson's best, if not his best, performance. It's also a really good movie about the consequences of revenge. And despite a third character who's really unneeded, it's still worth a watch. So find it. It's it's hard to find. It's not one of the movies that's easy to find online. But it's definitely worth at least a rental. And I, Oh, it's on Showtime. Whoever has Showtime. All you Shameless you know, be, fans, uh, well, watch it on Showtime. What would be a good um, double feature is Drive and Faster. Drive Faster. Oh, yeah. And it's two movies about a driver with no name getting revenge. Yeah. But dri- I'm going to say that Faster is better than Drive. Sorry, sorry Nicholas Winding Reference. <laughs> there is. I won't even get into that. I was going to make this say that as a joke, but you just said that as a fact. Uh, it is better. Like, the characters are more interesting. <laughs> Also, it it ruins Oscar Isaac. Like, don't like. Okay, if you're gonna waste someone's time, you can waste the dude. Okay, from Oscar Isaac wasn't time. a thing yet. You don't waste that's, Oscar Isaac's time, all right? That's like saying they ruined Pedro Pascal when he was on one episode of Buffy. He he wasn't a big name they yet did. to like to where they knew they look were at, like wasting him. Look at what happened when they didn't waste him on Game of Thrones. It was one of the best characters in that show. Other than what? the only character that's better than Pedro Pascal is that magician from episode two who's like, I'm a wizard, dragon lady, and then he never comes back. <laughs> you know, I kind of remember that. Game of Thrones. Um, what the fuck did you do? You, um, you've had, for a second, you had me thinking Oscar Isaacs was in Game of Thrones, and I was like, I feel like I would have th- noticed that. But yeah. No, wait, wasting Oscar Isaacs is X-Men Apocalypse. He does okay in Drive. He's just not in it that much. But he's like I a mean, fine character. A lot of a lot of movies waste Oscar Isaac. You're not actively... Even that like, show he did with David Simon wastes him. You know what? who wouldn't waste you, Oscar? This guy, Andrew Hara. I just won Best of the Fest. Come on down. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that would be so funny. Like, I mean, I also feel like he's just like, you know what? I'm getting Star Wars money now, so maybe he will do smaller projects yeah. now. He's gotten that out of the way. I mean, he just did a short film, which is crazy, considering that he's the best actor that's alive right now. Um, but yeah, Faster. It's one of his best. Go check it out. And we'll. Uh, and so next week, we're going to do a movie that's kind of related in a very obscure way. Um, and you'll find out why. But well, I'm going to call it the Poochie. The Poochie Connection. <laughs> the but, Poochie. Um, Wait. What's the what's the movie? Or are you not going to say to like, leave it I as a, you dumb a teaser? Well, to get people hyped. No, I already got him hyped with the Poochie Connection. <laughs> we, we already got him hyped by rambling about Elon Musk for 10 minutes. <laughs> We went off on a tangent on how Elon Musk sucks. We found a way to make this about capitalism, guys. Don't worry. We'll do it every episode. Um, So, yeah, come back next week. Also, the wellness check is on my YouTube page, my film one, which is Hot of Films. And we just released the deep dive about 
cartoons, rated R movies from cartoons, including Rambo and also, what was another one? I don't even remember and I did the episode, Conan. Uh, so check those out. Tell us what you think and just add subscribers so we can get to this Southland tale sooner than later. But that's the Bomb Squad and we will see you guys on the other side of the explosion. <laughs> what a terrible oh, that's just fucking awful. <laughs> <laughs> I regretted it immediately. All right, guys. See you next week. All right.